today on CityCast Madison. The liberal-controlled Wisconsin Supreme Court dropped a major decision at the end of last month, which is that Wisconsin's Republican-drawn legislative maps are unconstitutional and that they need to be redrawn stat in time for the 2024 elections. This Friday is the deadline for the governor's office and the state legislature to submit their new maps to the court for review. So how is this all going to work? And what will these new maps mean for the spring election? We sat down with Anya Van Wagtendonk, a Wisconsin State Capitol reporter for Wisconsin Public Radio, to get an update. It's Tuesday, January 9th. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. Anya, hello. Hi, Bianca. So let's start big picture. What happened in the redistricting case? What was decided? Yeah. um, So this is a lawsuit challenging the legality of Wisconsin's legislative maps. Those are the maps that tell you which state assembly and state senate district you live in. They're redrawn every 10 years by the state legislature following a census count. And so We currently all live in districts that were more or less drawn by the Republican-held legislature in 2011. And then in August, Democratic groups filed a lawsuit saying those districts are drawn in a way that's unconstitutional. Basically, they argued that the maps violate a requirement in the state constitution that says districts have to be contiguous, which means um, all the land in a district needs to be connected. And then right before Christmas, a couple weeks ago, the Wisconsin Supreme Court issued a four to three ruling along kind of ideological lines So the liberal majority ruling that that argument stands. So they found that the current maps are indeed unconstitutional and need to be redrawn. So what's the temperature in the state house like right now? This was not only the most widely watched case in our state. I mean, this was a national story and a seriously consequential case. There is a lot of complicated political history here. Um, I would love to plug my WPR colleagues uh podcast on the subject mapped out if people really want to get into the weeds about the last kind of 13 years of uh, redistricting history here. Um, But to make a long story much shorter, those maps that exist were passed by the GOP legislature in 2011, upheld over several court challenges, um, and then essentially re-implemented in 2022. Some experts have called them the most gerrymandered districts in America. They contribute to Republicans having a sort of outsized representation in the state legislature here. And as you know, Wisconsin is a pretty evenly divided purple state, roughly 50-50 in terms of the electorate. Um, but Republicans hold almost a two-thirds majority in the state legislature. And so liberals and Democrats were absolutely hoping for this outcome in the courts because they think that this will kind of chip away at some of the power that Republicans hold and give them a little bit more representation in state government. And so they see it as a huge victory. Republicans Obviously, uh, they, I think, saw the writing on the wall that this was coming, um, but they have really tried to fight this particular outcome for the last almost year. We knew that this was going to be a pretty significant partisan battle here. Um, so you said, you know, the Republicans saw the writing on the wall. I also saw Republicans recently calling for, you know, the decision to be overturned. Is there any chance that that could happen? 
Yeah, so Assembly Speaker Robin Voss um, has suggested that someone will try to appeal this to the U.S. Supreme Court. In order to do that, they would have to argue that this decision in some way violates federal law because the question of contiguity is a matter of the Wisconsin state constitution. And so the Wisconsin Supreme Court gets the final say on matters of state law. They could try to argue, for example, that whatever maps are next produced violate the Federal Voting Rights Act or something like that. It's very rare for the the U.S. Supreme Court to take up cases in general. So it would not be a slam dunk for them. Um, And then Republicans also filed a lawsuit right before New Year's kind of calling for a stay in this particular decision uh, that is also not expected to be successful. So this is expected to move forward pretty quickly that we will get new maps pretty soon um, pending those challenges. Do we know how does the court decide at this point that the maps are constitutional when they come in? There is a significant ideological divide on the court, a 4-3 liberal majority, and the kind of two sides are pretty at odds with one another. But what the majority decided in this case is that the way that these maps need to get rethought is along those lines of contiguity. And so that's really what they're going to be paying attention to. Right now, the maps have these districts that have been kind of compared to Swiss cheese um, in that they have little pockets of land that belong to districts outside of the borders of what looks like a district. And so they will really be paying attention to contiguity. They have these other requirements in the Constitution that they also still have to apply. But that's really the one, because that was the grounds of the successful challenge in this case, that will be really what they're paying attention to in the new maps. Right. And you pointed out it wasn't that it was a political gerrymander, but it was a gerrymander because of the shape, the literal drawing and uh, looking like Swiss cheese. That is a very right. good um, way to picture this. And and to be clear, you know, political gerrymandering isn't illegal and every party kind of draws maps that will be in their favor. That's one reason why many states have adopted independent redistricting commissions. There's been a push for that actually on both sides here in Wisconsin, although in different ways. And so it's not that they ruled that kind of outsized representation for Republicans was the problem. They simply ruled on that kind of more narrow question of how the shapes correspond with what is in the state constitution. Let's talk about the process for new maps being drawn. The court assigned two consultants to review the state legislature's and governor's office's new political maps. These two consultants hold a pretty weighty role, the power to reshape the maps, make tweaks, and possibly even more if the two parties can't agree in time. So who are the consultants? It's uh, Jonathan Service of Carnegie Mellon in Pittsburgh and Bernard Groffman of UC Irvine. Service redrew New York State's maps not last year, in 2022. I keep forgetting what year it is. Um, and then Groffman helped to redraw Virginia's legislative districts. And so Wisconsin is not the only state kind of going through this type of battle. But as you mentioned, we are a pretty consequential swing state. This is a much, I think, higher profile um, instance of, of what they have been working on. Do we have any sense of what will happen there in terms of agreement? You know, the state legislature and the governor, governor's office, they don't always, you know, walk step and step. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hand in that hand. Is, uh, that's, that's putting it pretty lightly. Um, yeah. So the in the court's decision, they call for uh, the legislature and the governor to sort of come to agreement. So the legislature would propose maps. Um, in theory, the governor would sign off on them. As you mentioned, uh, it is pretty unusual for this legislature and this Democratic governor to see eye to eye. So I would not get my hopes up that we are going to see some magical bipartisan accord uh, in the next week. 
they all have to submit their proposed maps by this Friday, January 12th. Um, if they don't agree, sort of that's when the consultants kind of step in. And so they have to file reports on those proposals by February 1st. And then based on all of that, final maps are expected to come out in late February or March. They have to be in place, according to the court, by March 15th uh, to work for the 2024 election cycle. And so I would definitely expect to see kind of a lot of back and forth in the next little while because, again, this legislature and this governor are at odds very frequently. This governor has vetoed Republican-drawn maps in the past. This is, as we mentioned, a huge opportunity for Democrats. And so I would be frankly shocked if the Republican-held legislature produced anything that the Democratic governor was interested in signing. I want to talk about a little bit more about the timeline. It's pretty tight, the turnaround, <laughs> knowing, you know, this this news just came down around the holidays and now maps are, you know, are to be turned in by the end of the the week. And do you have a sense, are folks scrambling right now? Um, this There's been a big lead way <laughs> to this moment. Yeah, that's right. You know, I am not a lawyer. And so I, you know, couldn't speak to how much preparation each side had for the potential outcome of this case. I can certainly say that, as I mentioned, Republicans saw the writing on the wall. I know that Democrats were talking very you know, publicly and excitedly about this possible outcome from the case. I would imagine that um, some parties, you know, kind of started their own thinking around this early on, but I have no, you know, inside knowledge as to whether that's true. But everybody knew that a decision was, you know, that needed to come down with alacrity. And then this would all need to be kind of put into place um, in such a way that the 2024 election cycle could proceed as normal. And so, as you mentioned, there is this really tight turnaround. I would assume that all parties are going to follow that timeline because it could only be kind of a negative consequence to them if they don't. And so we are going to start seeing this uh, really come out in the next couple of weeks. You know, again, pending that challenge that I mentioned that Republicans filed saying essentially that they had that they don't have enough time to do this work. I don't think that will be a successful challenge, but that is one of the arguments that they made. Do we have any sense of which maps, if any, in the state would be kind of targets, any specifically like Swiss cheesy um, districts that were drawn? Yeah, I mean, really, the expectation is that this is going to give Democrats an edge in the sense that certain areas that should be a little bit more 50-50 have been carved out in a way, um, as I mentioned, to give Republican voters a little bit more representation. But the expectation is not that this will magically give Democrats a majority. But we are going to see, I think, some um, districts that have historically that should be more competitive based on who lives there, um, becoming competitive once again. Mm. Yeah. Is there any talk in the state house right now about just this, like how seismic these new maps might be for political influence and consequence? Oh, yes. <laughs> the Democrats have definitely been celebrating this. Um, it's been kind of taken for granted for years among lawmakers, among even, you know, journalists that 
Democrats simply have no power in the legislature. Republicans have a supermajority in the Senate. They're just a few votes shy of one in the Assembly. And so it really has been, you know, whatever Republicans put forward more or less goes, obviously, with the the check of the Democratic governor's veto pen. Um, And so Democrats are definitely kind of envisioning a future with these new maps in which they might actually hold some power. And so they've really been pretty outspoken about the the future that they kind of envision with that. But as I mentioned, there is no guarantee that they're just kind of going to magically get majorities because of these maps. Republicans have held majorities even before these maps were in place. Democrats are still going to have to run and then win in these new districts. And Assembly Speaker Robin Voss has said he is confident that Republicans will keep winning even under the new maps because he just thinks that his party puts forward ideas that resonate with voters. So what will you be watching moving ahead? Yeah, well, so now we're going to have a whole lot more elections in 2024 than we previously expected. We knew we'd have a U.S. Senate race and congressional races and obviously the presidential, but now the entire assembly is going to have to be reelected and some of the Senate seats as well. And so that is going to be a really significant part of 2024 is kind of watching how these districts get played out and what that does for voters, voter turnout. I've, you know, heard the argument that in some of these newly competitive districts that that could drive turnout in a way that previously, if you believe yourself to be in the political minority, you might not turn out to vote, that this might change turnout numbers. So that'll be really interesting to see as well. Yeah, I'm going to steal a quote from the president pro tempore of the United States Senate, Patty Murray. Uh, folks are going to be getting their running shoes on. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, it's also interesting, you know, the parties have to line up in some places entirely new candidates, right? It's not just going to be people running for their old jobs, but there might be candidates kind of getting put forward who stand a better chance in a newly competitive district. And so it'll be really interesting to see also, you know, some of these national groups getting involved in Wisconsin state politics, and we will just see a whole lot of action here in the state. Well, Anya, really, really appreciate you coming on today and giving us the skinny and the latest on the redistricting case and the new maps to be drawn. And sounds like we got to stay in touch for things to come here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. That's Anya Van Wagtendonk. She covers the Wisconsin State Capitol for Wisconsin Public Radio. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. If you enjoyed the show, why not send this episode to the most civic person in your life? We're talking Leslie No Parks and Rec levels. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more stories from around the city. Until then. <laughs>